When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you 16 to 25 years old and living in Maricopa County? If you are, Connections Tree program provides free counseling, life skill developing, housing navigation, and substance use treatment for 16 to 25 years old living in Maricopa County. Grow your roots with Tree. Gift cards are offered at every appointment. So call Tree today at 602-424-2060 or email them at youthtree at nativeconnections.org to sign up today. That's Y-O-U-T-H-T-R-E-E at nativeconnections.org. Native Community Capital is your trusted partner for home loans or financing your business. Visit us at nativecap.org or call us at 855-628-2272. Let's work together to rebuild tribal economies. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man, and with me is Captain Sweatpants, Carl. Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome to a new season, season eight. I know it's been such a long time, about four weeks, right? And you reminded me, I was actually going to include this in my introduction. I wanted to break some walls right off the bat (laughs) that it is a sunny afternoon at the moment. And so it is not morning time. It is morning time. And in fact, Carl's main argument prior (laughs) as to why he likes to say good morning, that this actually now drops at midnight. So if Carl wants to stick with his, at the time we drop greeting, then I don't know what you would say at midnight. Good midnight, everybody. But people listen to it in the morning. That's why. It's it's a, it's good on your morning drive. So, some people do. Some people <laughs> so good morning to the early risers out there. Uh, it's great to be back here in the studio. It's great to be uh, back right here with my best friend J Man, and we got a, a you know a tons a ton load of. Like, you know, um, guests that are going to be arriving, uh, you know, throughout the season, throughout our whole season here, season eight. And, uh, you know, we're very, very excited. So I'm I'm actually very, very excited. I'm actually excited as well that we're back, and which is strange because then, you know, normally when we're doing this thing, we're in the full swing of the podcast. Usually it can become stressful because it's like, we got to record tomorrow. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? And if it's something that we don't have any expertise in, we got to recruit somebody to join us. But I am actually really excited to be back for season eight. And I, I was just telling somebody uh, just not too long ago that it felt like that we haven't been gone for very long. It, it feels like season seven concluded 
concluded like two weeks ago. <laughs> but then I looked at the calendar and really it's been like almost a month and a half yeah. that we've been gone. And so I definitely feel recharged as far as the podcast is concerned and definitely ready to get back at it. I know, it, it, you know, I had several people ask me, when are you guys going to be recording and I said, well, pretty soon, I hope so, you know, because they were tired of us, uh, tired of listening to the same old, uh, you know, podcast, uh, <laughs> our, our episodes, basically. So. <laughs> and so we're, we're back with a new season. And I definitely wanted to give some shout outs. And, you know, it's funny to me that because based on our last episode that, you know, I you ruffled some people's feathers because I definitely got messages from certain people about some comments that you made in the last episode, basically those that directed towards our urban relatives, but yet we have a new sponsor. And so I'd like to welcome our new sponsor, a Native American Connections. And so apparently that, you know, people, you didn't piss people off enough and that, you know, they're, they're still coming in droves and still supporting us. Well, and so definitely like to give uh, thanks to our newest sponsor and thanks to our other current sponsors you know um a good podcast it always has controversy in there always has to have an opposite side to different stories like that so you know that's what makes a podcast grow and oh, what's for sure yeah that's what makes a podcast uh relevant to each other you know you can't just agree on cheese on your pizza all the time <laughs> well you know I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because then i i definitely like to do a reintroduction periodically, even though that, you know, we're in season eight right now, but our, our little metrics within our anchor app gauges how many new listeners we get on any given occasion and our new listeners constantly keeps going up yeah and so we're always having new listeners and so you know for folks that are just tuning in for the first time that we are a podcast and we primarily discuss i guess native topics and Per particularly mostly centric to Hopi and the Hopi reservation because you and I, you know, we're both Hopi guys. Yeah. And that we both grew up here on the reservation. So you're definitely going to get a reservation centric perspective on life. You're going to get a Hopi centric perspective on life. And I guess kind of the difference, I guess, in a way is that both you and I are college educated. So you're going to get that perspective thrown in there as well. But one of the things that I've been trying to get around to, to talk about and uh, to express is that our perspectives are our perspectives and are based upon our own experiences and how we think. And then you have a perspective that's more aligned with, I guess I, I, I want to say the quote unquote, reservation mentality yeah and, and sometimes that reservation mentality is an acquired taste that not a lot of <laughs> folks like to digest what that reservation because mentality it tells the truth because, because it tells oftentimes the truth. you know it can be ignorant and that you know what i mean it can be short-sighted to a degree no because it tells <laughs> the truth people living on the you know in the urban areas know the truth of what reservation life is that's why they choose to be off the reservation, you know, they, some of, some of them have like, you know, um, by not choice, but some of them choose to do that because of what reservation life is. Mm -hmm. And what reservation people like you are can be real. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the term would be, but anyway, the reason why I bring that up is that because for a lot of podcasts out there, like you just said that there are podcasts out there that like to cater to a certain perspective and they only want to showcase a certain perspective. So they do their best to silence 
a certain perspective that they don't like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so a lot of podcasts out there were probably wanting to silence your perspective. Oh, exactly. Because you come from a certain type of perspective. But I love, I, I enjoy that you have this perspective. I enjoy that you share this perspective for the reason that for anybody out there that is thinking about moving home to the reservation, that people like Carl... Those are the people you have to deal with. <laughs> Whether you, mean you like it or not, <laughs> truthers. <laughs> you can't, basically, what I'm trying to say is that you can't get a basket that just has nothing but good things in it. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get a basket with some good things in it, but then you're going to get a basket with some stickers in it, some thorns in it, some really rough-edged items that you would prefer to not have, but regardless whether you like it or not, you're going to have it. And so our podcast brings... Well, at least we try to bring a variety of perspectives, at least for a lot of the topics that we talk about and that. So to show that you are going to get that acquired perspective. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it is it is when you do move out to the reservation, you you're not expecting loincloths and dances all the time. <laughs> You know, you're expecting like uh, drama, drunkenness, you know, drug abusers, sex abusers. You know, you're you're dealing with real world problems here on the reservation and people don't want to see that. People expect a, a village like uh, like the what was that? Um, they expect the village as like the Pocahontas movie, the Disney Pocahontas movie where everybody's all singing, you know, savages, savages, you know, mm -hmm, singing that. Mm -hmm that you know the songs like that but no in reality it's not going to be like that that not only do they not want to see that perspective but they don't want to acknowledge that exactly. perspective exactly and i guess for me it's like how can we as a people truly move forward if we don't acknowledge all of ourselves which includes like you said the drunks the sex offenders the drug pushers the alcohol pushers the lazy bums that just sit at home and, and talk shit about people and all this and that, because all of that is a part of us. All of that is a part of our community. All of that is part of Hopi. Yeah. And so anyway, introduction exactly. long, <laughs> introduction long, we do have a topic today and it's kind of an unusual topic. Well, I, before I get to that topic, I actually like to do a shout out, which is what I intentionally intended to do before I got sidetracked, but I would love to give a shout out to our 30-pack circle of givers constantly keeping the party fueled. Exactly. With those 30-packs, whether you're a Bud Light man or a Tecate guy or <laughs> if the, for the ladies the, out there, I don't know if they have 30-packs of White Claw or, you know, whatever it is that the ladies drink. They, they the, drink the Budweiser. Bud they drink Budweiser now. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd like to give a big shout-out. Big shout-out to Alexis Kehi, to Michaela Williams, Terry Hanani, Troy Lomovaya, Brandon Coin, Marie Nachi, Deidre, Leslie, Michael Ray, a new uh, 30-pack circle of giver, Vivica Shula, also brand new to the group, brand new to the party, Aaron McEmrys, Donovan Goldtooth, our boy, Dion Senia, our other boy, Millard Gawanyama, Gary Lomayasova, and my good friend, Mikel Larzalaren. So I'd like to big, big shout out to those folks there. Thank you guys for bringing us, you know, packs of Pepsi and Coke and whatnot. And <laughs> that, that's not the kind of 30 pack I had in mind, Carl. <laughs> Trying to keep it family friendly right here. 
<laughs> and, and so we do have a topic for today's episode. And then this is kind of a, a 180 of something that we've talked about previously before. This does have to do with voting again. This does have to do with the topic of importance of voting again, but although this time that it's going to be from the opposite side of the stance that you and I took in uh, season three, I believe it was episode one, where we talked about how voting was kohopi. Yeah. But we're actually going to be talking about voting from a pro voting perspective. And no, nothing's changed. Carl and I have still haven't changed our minds we're not running to the ballots we're not submitting our votes we're still on the sidelines giving commentary like uh, most of us uh, res people do and so but we do have a special guest we do have a special guest that does participate in voting and so she is here to give that perspective and so when it's time to bring her on we'll introduce her but basically how this topic came about was that you and I we do do this monthly show with KTN yes. and the last show that we did was the topic of voting and more specifically had to do with this idea of voter suppression. Yes, voter suppression. So voter suppression is basically a law that is trying to be passed in the state of Arizona prohibiting a lot of uh, voters um, or requirements, that basically have, making them have more requirements in order for to them to vote. It was such an awkward conversation because then, you know, we were there with the KTNN yeah. guys. And so uh, big shouts out to Eric and John, but we were there with them and they said, you know, we want you guys to talk about voter suppression, <laughs> but you want us to talk about voter suppression? Have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> Did you, know, you not hear our episode? So refresh our memories about like what what had happened in our show, the previous show. <laughs> and so we we if you're new to the podcast, that we did do a show entitled "Voting Is Kohopi," and basically what Carl and I did was uh, make asses of ourselves and got a lot of people angry out there. But basically, we uh, admitted to the world that we don't participate. And this idea of voting and basically what it came down to was uh, not only with, uh, I guess, cultural teachings, I guess, if you want to call them yeah. that, because, yeah. then, you know, we did, we have explained before that here on Hopi, although that there are 12 Hopi villages, that four of those villages do not participate in the tribal council. And both you and I happen to come from two of the four villages and those villages being Munkapi Lower, Munkapi Hotvela. Songongpavi and Oraivi. And I think that a lot of our perspective came from our elders within our villages and what their perspective was on, on uh, the white man's politics and then our own personal, uh, I, I guess, ideas as far as does it really make a difference? And I think both of you kind of came to the conclusion that we thought it didn't. Yeah. And so that was the episode that we did way back in season three. And then fast forward to 2022, Carl and J-Man get a little bit of reservation. Famous KTNN brings us on to do a monthly show. <laughs> and then within one of these monthly shows, yeah, we'd like for you guys to talk about voter suppression. And like, I, I don't know if you, you know who you're talking to, but basically we did the episode. We yeah, did the we episode, did the episode. And I think that you and I, we kind of thought about it and said, you know, just because we don't vote, that we do know a lot of people who do vote. That we do have loved ones out there that do vote. It's very important to them to vote, to have the ability and the opportunity to vote. And that if there's something out there that's trying to prohibit them from voting, 
then it's worth talking about. It is worth talking and about. And then hence, you know, our special guest, because then we have somebody that actually has experience doing it and understanding the importance of it. But also, too, within this episode, I did want to kind of touch on something that's a little bit of a touchy subject at the moment contemporarily within our Hopi communities and it doesn't directly have anything to do with voting but it does have something directly to do with our leadership which in turn I guess has ties to voting holds the hand with this voting entity and and so I, I wanted to bring that up but then our guest told me that they because of their professional ties to the subject that they cannot comment uh, uh, an opinion on it and that it would be best that you and I talk about it uh, between ourselves and that she can give clarification later on but what I did want to talk about and this does somewhat I guess have to do with voting because I think in a way it ultimately becomes a reason as to why people are discouraged for voting within our own tribal elections but it's this idea that our current tribal council is trying to remove KUII, yeah, which is our local Hopi radio station here, from broadcasting the tribal meetings. Well, they did already. Do. They they did already. Yeah, okay. there's there's no more. Okay, and so and so I wanted to talk about this because I thought that it tied in because at some point we are going to talk about as to the reasons why Hopis don't vote. Yeah, and we did talk a little bit about that in that past episode, but talking about it using this as an example because then I've said before. That I never listened to the tribal council meetings on my own time on the yeah. radio yeah. because I felt like it was just going to anger me. <laughs> it was just going to upset me. So for my own mental health, I decided to refrain from doing it. And then very recently, we we're down at our pasa, down at our field, and I was speaking with my nephew. And he was telling me that he had listened to the council meetings on the radio and listening to them talking about why they didn't want KUII broadcasting the meetings anymore. And, you know, putting my reservation hat back on, you know, I going based off of what he said, he said, she said without actually listening to it. But basically, he said that one of the members, one of the council members exclaimed that I cannot be truthful if I know that other people are listening to me. <laughs> and that yeah. comment, yeah. like it just it. It literally dropped my jaw to the floor because then I I guess, you know, what I mean, like, like, so are you insinuating that you can only be truthful behind closed behind doors? closed doors? There was another comment that this uh, person, this council member hadn't made as well, too, where he said that um, I do not want to air our dirty laundry out to the public. So I want them to come here and know the truth. Uh, to the count to the council meetings, but we would like to be behind closed doors doing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I guess, well, I, I guess, um, in fairness to the council member that made that declaration that they couldn't be truthful. When you say something like that, it sounds really ugly. Yeah, like it sounds yeah. really ugly because then it makes it sound like. That there's deceit within our council. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, I really thought about the person's comment, and I, I think, I think that this person probably means that I can't completely express my opinions if other people are listening because I don't want to offend anybody else. Yeah. Because then you think about us, right? You think yeah. about us that for all the people that are listening to us, that when we do talk about some of these topics that are a little bit more 
um, I guess, controversial or, or some of these topics that have a lot of emotion behind it. Like we've talked about the LGBTQ community. We've talked about Hopis in our relationship with Navajos. We've talked about all of these touchy subjects. Yeah, yeah. And there are times where I didn't fully express my opinion for fear out of losing friendships out there or losing uh, relationships or, you know, things to that extent. And so I want to believe that that's what that council member was trying to express. Yeah. But you, but when you say it that way, then it just makes it more like you're, you're trying to hide something, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're basically like robbing the people of their, you know their opinions exactly yeah and and you know because there is a survey out there i wanted to make mention that there is a survey out there so if you're a hopi tribal member whether you're living on the reservation or off the reservation i'm not entirely sure if this is open to non-tribal members as well but i guess our guest can clarify that when she jumps on but there is a google survey out there so if you're on facebook if you look up the kuii facebook page you should be able to find it but basically, the survey is trying to gauge the public's interest on this topic of having the having the chance, I guess, to hear council meetings through KUII. And, you know, at least my personal opinion is that having it on KUII allows all of our people, even those that don't live here on the reservation. If you're living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you're a tribal member, you want to stay in tuned with how things are functioning out here that that was a chance for you to be able to hear those things, oh, yeah. to be yeah. able to learn and and see what Hopi is up to or what type of projects we're working on or what other types of other um, challenges, I guess, that we're, we're fighting against and, and so forth. And so that was kind of my opinion on that, that, yes, it should be on the radio so that people can hear it. Not that I listen to it myself, but I mean, for those that enjoy to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there on Facebook, there's has always been that, that um, notion of like, you know, hey, I want to listen to the tribal council because it gives me an idea, perspective of what these guys are actually talking about. Mm-hmm. And then to take that away, then it's basically robbing everybody uh, about you know like oh I have to you know I don't even know then we start talking again we start talking bad about it then. well the other thought that I had too was that I think it's just also this idea of um, I, I guess a kind of, kind of having to do with the generational gap because the majority of our council members are in I don't know if the I, I guess the term is that the elderly the elderly just say they're age, old age they're old men and, and women and, on the council and and so you know like like they have their idea of how meetings should be conducted because you know back in the day every everything was in person yeah, yeah. everything was in person and I'm I'm gonna really let my millennial side of me show here because then I'm a part of I guess. Uh, I, I, I guess political entities. I, yeah. I guess I am involved with political entities. The guy that doesn't vote that's involved with political <laughs> entities. And and so I because of COVID, I've been given the relaxing chance to sit in my PJs at my desk and still be involved with these meetings thanks to technology. Yeah. But within these groups that I'm involved with, you know, there are I and this is the thing that I enjoy because I'm the youngest in all of these groups that I really appreciate. For once, like I'm the youngest and it helps me feel good about myself, helps me feel <laughs> feel good that I feel like I'm still young, but I'm the youngest in a lot of these groups. And so 
A lot of my colleagues that are involved with these political organizations now, because we're kind of somewhat coming out of COVID, yeah, that they want to have all of our meetings in person. In person, yeah. We have to be in person because we do business better in in person. Yeah. But me being the millennial, like, but why? <laughs> like, how how does me seeing you face to face change how I'm gonna vote on certain items when I'm sitting at home? Cushily in my own safe space. And so I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of these, our, our council representatives have that older mentality that business is conducted better in face to face. I want to see your eyes when I talk down on you and your village, as opposed to <laughs> having people listen to it on a radio. And so I think that, you know, a lot of it, these older people, it, they probably have this mentality that, well, if you guys want to know what's going on, bring your lazy asses to the <laughs> council chambers it, it's, and hear it, these meetings. It's that 1950s mentality you know, where uh, women women were just secretaries and men smoked and drank at work. You know, it's still that mentality of of like that. And that's how the tribal workers are, you know, like. Oh, my God. There's like, a, hey, woman, go make me a sandwich and make it snappy. You know, you're, you're going like this all the time, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And oh, it's still that man. mentality. And we still have that mentality. You were short of just saying back when sexual harassment was uh, part of the work environment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that it probably isn't like the. It probably isn't one like the 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 the, the Hopi what the tribal policy. <laughs> actually, actually, in one thing, it's like you know, um, there was a thing. There was a section called uh, what was it? Cultural teasing. Yeah, yeah, and it said in, that in the policy. In the policy, that's there, actually in the policy. In, actually, in the policy, it says cultural teasing. So if a guy starts to tease a woman like sexually, it's yeah. called it's considered cultural teasing. Don't and there, it says that don't get offended by this. Really, it says it clearly states that in the in the handbook. In the, in the in the tribal policies, and so for the new listeners out there, this is always a rule of thumb that uh, you can take Carl's word for it, but it is definitely optional. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna go ahead it's and take <laughs> take a quick Before break. Get canceled <laughs> for our paid sponsors. Koen Vioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Viren Koen Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Koen Vioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots organization based on the Hopi Reservation. They work to alleviate the hardships in the community through acts of giving, from distributing school supplies, volunteering at various places, and working to expand their services. Follow them on Instagram at NurturingISquared and on Facebook at NISquaredTeam to find out more. And we're back. And as promised that from the beginning of the episode that we do have a special guest. And so we would like to bring our special guest on. And this is a, a special, special guest because she has actually been a special guest before. And so now she's re- returning for a second time. And so we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Samantha Hanani again. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. 
Well, welcome to the studio here. Well, Thank welcome you. back. And I was just trying to remember, I think that the last time we had you on, we were talking about this concept of a, a matrilineal, um, something to do with matrilineal, <laughs> matrilineal. Something to do with girls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and so, we still have that 1950s uh, and so outlook the, as well, too. I and, know, you do. And unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, if you are new, new to the podcast, that the previous episode that we had Samantha on that we didn't really get to cover the full basis of that topic and you know due to somebody and their Bureau of Indian Affairs <laughs> mentality my uh, co-pilot to my left and so Carl I, I please ask you no conversations about tribal regalia in the white man's educational system please yeah. All right. Let's, let's keep it. Uh, <laughs> let's keep it a neutral playing ground here. Um, no, thank you guys for having me back. Uh, I always answer the call if needed, um, especially when it has to do with bringing my perspective on community and community voice. So um, happy to be here. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And then, uh, Sam, can you do a, just a quick introduction again, uh, just for anybody that possibly didn't catch that last episode that you were on? Sure. I'm Samantha Honani, and I uh, belong to the Tobacco Clan of Tewa Village. I am a mother, a community advocate, um, and I also am an employee of the Hopi Foundation. So, oh, awesome. Um, All right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. And so we definitely wanted to bring you on because then as we expressed at the beginning that Carl and I don't at the moment participate in uh, this concept of voting, although, you know, that could change. That could change with the mm -hmm. proper education, with the proper uh, swift kick in the ass, as my father says once in a while when he feels that somebody is acting out. And so I have the correct footwear <laughs> for that. And I'm just appalled. I'm like, you have so many opinions and you don't vote. And yeah. I know you both are in conversation about, you know, politics and issues. And, you know, I know you give a damn. So why don't you vote? It, it just it just appalls me. So I'm really uh, anxious to hear. Well, 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 you know, I, ju I just play one on the podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> he just acts concerned. I just act concern on the podcast. Mm hmm. And actually, that's kind of what I wanted to start with, uh, Samantha, because then when Carl and I did have the chance to give our opinions on the topic that we shared why we didn't do it. But I would like for you to share why we should participate. And I guess just kind of laying some context for some listeners that may not really be familiar with our communities. And we did bring this up at one point in, one, in a previous episode that when it comes to, I guess, tribal elections, mm -hmm. that the voter turnout is very poor. Yeah, yeah. very, very poor. poor. And so yeah. that there mm -hmm. are many of us out here. Sure. That don't vote, at least within our tribal elections, uh, the national elections might be different mm -hmm. uh, state elections. I have absolutely no idea because I don't see anybody talking about it on social media. Yeah. County elections. Nobody talks about that either because right. it's not popular to talk about mm -hmm. the bandwagon is the national election. And so, Samantha, can you tell us why Carl and J-Man should be voting? OK, I think my go to answer is if it impacts you, you should vote. And I used to always be kind of on the fence too myself because I never really saw how my vote counted, you know, in any type of election, whether it was for presidential or um, tribal elections. And so until I really saw 
the power of the people, literally. Um, that is kind of a cliche, but it's true. Um, I've seen how the people can gather, collect and organize themselves and really make impact by just doing something about it. And then, you know, whether that's rallying, coming together in a um, organizing, organized way and eventually taking it to uh, a vote you know, or, or having our tribal council vote on, on a particular movement or action. Um, but also seeing that, you know, voters can really make a change in on small levels. And I think the number one reason why people don't vote and why maybe you don't vote is because it doesn't impact you. You don't see it. And so until you actually have a matter that really impacts you, you will really understand how important it is to go out and vote. Oh yeah, yeah. That is that is actually true, because uh, none of like the topics really have no like grasp on me, mm-hmm. and none of that just kind of like makes me want to go out and say, "Hey, that's a wrong topic." There, you know, I, I don't stand for that. Carl will start voting right when the when the elected leaders start trying to put additional tariffs on Japanese and Chinese <laughs> mailed in the memorabilia. Carl will begin starting do. to <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know and and so those are really big but you know until you can actually see the nitty-gritty and all the those little ways that impacts you you won't give a crap mm-hmm. you know and so mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I would like to translate ca- uh, Carl's last comment that he's gonna now start voting oh nice yeah. nice you, you'll, you'll have to tell me how that goes Carl and then you know <laughs> maybe we'll see if I follow suit but you know I, I because I was thinking about this topic and mm-hmm. I, I thought about kind of my experiences living in Phoenix because then I did a lot of university work within ASU and the U of A and you work with a lot of folks that are very engaged in in voting and in, in the political scene and yeah, you, know, you hear yeah. these conversations very much like Samantha expressed about how some of these issues does impact everybody in in some way shape or form right. I even had uh, a former boss who is a current mentor of mine he told me that you know the more money that you m- tend to make the more you become engaged in politics, because somehow money is tied to politics. Really, what he was trying to say was that because political leaders, especially local, the most local that you can get, whether those that are the city officials within the city that you live or the county that you live in or even within the state, that they make decisions that affect your income in some way. Whether they're trying to introduce new taxes or whether they're trying to reduce taxes Mm -hmm. or whether they're trying to uh, increase taxes or create a new tax. Because then I think that people like us, especially when you've grown grown up in here, out here on the reservation, this idea of tax to us is that little one to three dollars that you yeah. see at the bottom of your receipt when yeah. you're going to the K-Town store or whether you're at Hubble Trading mm-hmm. Post or wherever, all these other businesses, but not understanding that there are bigger taxes out there beyond just what's on your little receipt, things yeah. like income tax or based upon the salary that you make. And so, you know, that was kind of a thought that I had that unfortunately, because of our economical status, Mm -hmm. that tax doesn't really affect us. And as a matter of fact, it works for us because then come tax season, (laughs) we're all in line. That's the only time natives do things early 
is <laughs> their tax taxes. season because they know they're going to get these big checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's a good point yeah. that you pointed out. I, and I've been kind of operating in that sense too for a very long time that, you know, tax me, taxes to me is, you know, it's, it's building, um, what do you call it? Infrastructure, you know, the little dollars that you pay in addition mm-hmm, to whatever mm-hmm. you're, you're buying in town yeah. here, we don't have taxes. So that's our broken up roads and whatever, you know, so we should tax our local people. You know, um, you know, bringing that, that up, you know, there was a conversation that we did have about taxes mm-hmm. and, you know, taxes are good for the, the economy here, especially if you're going to be taxing on the reservation, but then people aren't going to buy it because we don't have taxes. There is no such thing as taxes out here. And, you know, to buy a 99 cents uh, Arizona tea, it's going to be like a dollar, dollar, dollar 11 or something like that. And yeah. people are going to get outraged by that. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> exactly. No. Yeah, because we're so used to taking and, you know, expecting that if you're going to buy that tea, you, you only need to take a buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's that mentality that pe- that's why that's the we reason like why change. we don't like change. It's <laughs> it's that uh, experiment where, you know, this one guy uh, has a cheese in front of a, you know, a mouse and that mouse every day goes to the cheese and he knows where his cheese is at. And then one day that guy moves his cheese and the mouse is confused and he gets angry. You know, what's funny is that when we did the voting episode the last time you used the exact same analogy oh really <laughs> you did and even i think on my episode because i've heard this analogy really? before all right <laughs> well love it. i love that analogy <laughs> so, so so at least now i know that the wheels in your yeah. brain are, are moving <laughs> so I, I think that's going to make this for a very good episode and so samantha you shared some mm-hmm. of the reasons as to why you think folks should vote and i i don't i don't discredit that like i i truly do believe that mm-hmm. there are those avenues of change, but I think just because my thought process is a lot more cynical as to the reasons why I don't do it. But for those that do do it, and I, I think probably the biggest, most recent example of creating change was in the most recent presidential election that tribal communities were able to help to sway the vote to turn Arizona from a red state to a blue state, initially being a part of the reason why that Joe Biden is in president. So if there's any Hopi Trumpsters out there or any, I know I, it's funny because I know that there are Navajo Trumpsters. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So there must be Hopi Trumpsters. So, so, so you people have only, yourself to be mad at (laughs) but but i guess you know that being the example that when carl and i were on ktnn that our guys are our friends over at ktnn that that work with us that they did explain that because the native vote was so strong Mm -hmm. that there are people out there that aren't happy with that oh yeah are upset about that and I think really because a lot of those folks have this mentality similar to how Carl prefers to live in the 90s <laughs> and yes. still wear PJs and eat cereal in the morning while he watches Ninja Turtles, that there are very much people out there that wish it were back in the 1940s. Yes. When these colored people didn't ruin their white man's electional games <laughs> and, you know, where racism was still not only healthy and alive but it was very acceptable and it was pretty okay to call indians out there skins or redskins or whatever other yeah, derogatory engines, yeah. wagon burners other derogatory names that they had for us and so yeah folks out there that really wish things were like that back then you, you know um 
you know, the, the governmental system wasn't made for Native Americans. That's the reason why it was made for like the it was made for the white people. Mm-hmm. And I think I made this the, the same thing as and, well. And too. Then, then that's how you went on that 30 minute rant about how <laughs> we shouldn't be wearing our UC. <laughs> But I did high school systems and I asked you to not do that. But yet here you are again. But I'm just making clarification. (laughs) But anyway, I I want to ask Samantha Mm -hmm. is that the last time you voted, what was the passion behind it? Why did why did you vote and why? What was the topic, you know, on hand? That's a good question. Yeah, it is a really good question. I can tell you, too. Of my most recent experiences in the voting poll polls, um, one was at my local village. Uh-huh. Um, there was a lot of, um, you know, issues that were coming to play, and I, and I'm, and we're not alone. There's other village issues, you know, village leadership issues that are um, pretty are, are really impacting our 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 where whatever village we come from, and so. At that particular, you know, coming to the to the polls that day, I was not alone, and I, we had a record number of votes. And again, it goes back to you know personal impact. How is this impacting me? And it definitely did. So there was huge um, passion behind that one. Um, and then the other was what um, Sita mentioned was the Trump, you know, and and that was crazy because there was a record number of people that came out to vote. For the last presidential election, and and we did it. We got him out. So, yeah. Uh, and that that was the that was the reason why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Hotvella doesn't vote. We just uh, fist fight each other till somebody <laughs> goes away and makes a or makes a new board. That down at Winkupi, they play musical chairs, and so <laughs> when you lose, that means that you're the the leader of the board of directors, and so that, that's how we choose our leadership. Yeah, together. we we really don't care. No, I, and the solutions that come, you know, are are you know obviously the the solutions I see and are a part of are are they make sense to me, but then for others on the other side, you know, it's. It's 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 a sad state, honestly, and and it's it's because of this system, right? It's yeah. this voting system that we're a part of. So rattle like well, like you were saying about like the voter turnout at your village there. Yeah, were there a lot of young voters there? Yes. Or that's another good question. Yeah, you're on fire today. I know. I'm always on fire. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you contradict my 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 place here on the podcast here. It's called Carl and J-Man for a reason. It's because apparently I'm a quote unquote a hater. One, one of the listeners oh, called me a hater very recently through Instagram, but it had nothing to do with voting and had very much to do with uh, sports teams and my perception of bandwagon fans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there was an, there was a record number of young adults and, um, uh, gosh, I wish I knew the demographics to share with you, but significant. Oh wow! Significant wow. turnout of voters for um, for this local village election. Wow. Well, well yeah. while we're we're on that topic, yeah. and you know, I think that was a really good question because in my notes I did have like, how can we encourage young people out there to vote? Because I. I I I don't go out there and survey everybody. You know what I mean? So I have this real vague mm-hmm. understanding of who actually votes and mm-hmm. you know i i guess in my head i believe that there are probably maybe people our age late 30s mid 30s um but i don't know about like the like the 20 year olds and the people who are just turning into adulthood like are they voting 
And if they aren't, why aren't they? And how do we get them to know the importance of doing so? You highlight the areas that, you know, matter to them. And I know sometimes it's so far-fetched. And so how do you, you know, and, and it, I think the other thing is marketing, of course. And then, you know, how it all, just reaching out to them, you know, so next next um election you guys need to do a tiktok or something to get their attention <laughs> but no it's just like just being creative and and really you know it's sad that it, it really takes like entertainment to capture our youth's attention you know sometimes yeah if they're yeah. not quote unquote woke you know so um yeah so like you know you know like i i believe that Young young people, you know, that, that just turn voting age, you know, don't have that passion because there's nothing affecting them yet. There's, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's like it's like I have money and I don't care about the world yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not it's not like where they're saying that oh this road is going to be paved. I don't take that road. You know, I take the <laughs> I take the back streets road. You know, and I don't right. care about that road. You know, yeah. and it's it's like that. No, you're right, and 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 geez, yeah. So. Anyway, I think, you know, just providing examples of like change and what different leaders can create, the, the change that these lead, leaders that are um, running can create, you know, so, yeah. And I, because I, I think, unfortunately for us, at least specific here to, to Hopi, that a lot of us and me included, I, I'll, I'll admit this about myself, that a lot of us we're kind of just waiting for somebody else to fix the problem. Exactly. And I guess yeah. not really understanding yeah. that. We could have a part in the solution, but just not knowing how to be a part of that solution. Because then I think like for us, for those of us that have grown up out here, our whole lives, we've always seen that this group of people, they're the leaders. So they're going to make the decisions. They're going to take care of it. And then as our lives go this never changes that it's these people but that's, they're the ones that are going to do it mm-hmm. and then when it comes time for us to step into those positions because i'll admit it like i made that joke about my village and the musical chairs yeah but i do not want to get involved with anything that goes down there because i have heard a lot of the negativity mm-hmm. and the drama that surrounds it and for a person that's still trying to get my career together i mm-hmm. guess and still raising my family family that i feel like that that's something that i don't want in my life but at the moment but 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 you know going back to your comment about oh that's their job mm-hmm. those leaders over there that mm-hmm. i'm going to you're you're entrusting these so quote unquote leaders to do and make decisions based on, you know, on their own, you know, upbringing. You guys have your own opinions, your own values, your own thoughts about certain areas or topics that might not necessarily, you know, you support. And so, but you're just trusting leadership to do that. So that's a uh, that's pretty dangerous yeah you know because we still have that 18 1800s mentality I'll, I'll tell you what my brother told me in regards to that comment life's a risk card now so we live life on the danger side every day out here <laughs> you watch too much prison movies <laughs> <laughs> we came from prison <laughs> 
No, it, it, we still have that 1840s mentality where we still elect the Mungui, you know, when we still rely on that Mungui to give us, de- you know, delegation. Hey, maybe that's the correlation of, you know, why the trust is to leadership. You know, you're a leader. You've, you were appointed yeah. or elected to be a leader. So yeah. you have, you should have the best interest for us as your children. So. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's still that mentality. That's the reason why we don't vote. It's that that mentality of like a certain clanship that has that certain power mm-hmm. that can make that change. And mm-hmm. we're, I guess, it's still based on clanship and clan wise and how we stand and how we are inside of the inside of the village. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not the twenty first century out here. Well, so much for voter suppression. <laughs> but I think that we're having a really good conversation about this topic and I'd hate to drive us away from it. But, you know, because I really I I've, I guess to what we're talking about specifically right now about having this idea of who the leaders are, because I remember that when I was young, that I always thought that it was the elders. The elders are the ones that are going to guide us. They're going to guide our villages, because from a young age, I remember that all of our village leaders would meet at my soul's house yeah. because that was uh, i guess kind of their their way of adhering to the traditional form of our government system down in our village and then just being raised with that idea the importance of the importance that we put in our elders i guess is what i'm trying to get at that you know i think most native communities that we have this practice and we have this concept that our wuyungkam that there's so much knowledge with them that we should respect them and that we should follow their instruction and we should follow their advice. But then going into the 21st century, I think that's kind of where the road gets a little bit bumpy because then like Kwa'a will have all this information about Lavai. He'll have all this information about ceremony, dances, ita, hintake, that sort of thing. But when it comes to things like infrastructure, when it comes to things like developing an economy, when it comes to the quality of education, that oftentimes that, that's outside of the realm of expertise of Gua'a. But yet we still want Gua'a to make those decisions about our developing economies. We still want him to make those decisions on our educational systems. And this is just my perspective from what I've seen, but I feel like because we empower our elders so much that sometimes we, a lot of the times, put them in a position to where their expertise isn't qualified for that area, but yet we keep them there because in our heads we think that this is where they belong guiding us and that a lot of the times the decisions that they make aren't the best decisions Mm -hmm. for our communities. And I think that people, younger people, we need to have the confidence, I guess, to step and sit next to Kwa'a and be a part of these decisions that affect our community. Because then I think, meh, we have college-educated citizens expertise in law we have lawyers expertise in the health field we have a few medical doctors out there that are from here lots of nurses that are from out here people within public health 
a lots of our people within education and so forth. And so we have the expertise there, mm-hmm. but that they're not considered quite yet elders just yet you know you know the conversation that we're still having i know it's it's such a great topic and you know we're running low, low on time and our guests is uh you know on a time schedule there so we're gonna go ahead and just wrap it up here i mean like you know there's so much more to discuss about voters and voter uh, suppression and why we don't vote you, you know if you want to learn why more about yeah or, or why we do or vote. why we do well, vote. carl votes now so <laughs> So if you guys, uh, you know, thank you to our guest, Samantha, you know, for coming down here and joining us for this hour here and for providing her perspective view on why she does vote to us non-voters here. So if you have some lasting words, Samantha, for our listeners. Sure. Um, well, I just want to say, you know, the, your, your last comment there, Justin, is really on point. I respect what you said. And, you know, nothing should ever replace those systems that we had for millennium. You know, and so um, this is a new system, you know, voting. Um, it's and it, and it could cause, you know, definite damages oh, to, yeah. to our communities, our yes. villages. And it's it's just, you know, being careful and that we have to conduct ourselves as Hopi and Tewa people, you know, when we're um, entering in those spaces. And so, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate coming on and being a part of the conversation today. Well, thank you greatly for doing that for us uh you know again if you guys are on uh you know uh on the anchor.fm site, go ahead and subscribe to us or go ahead and uh, put down some money. It's only $4.99 or $1.99, whichever is your flavor. Um, just go ahead and go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast to do that. Car- uh, Carl Solo said that he needs new Lomo. So if you can put in <laughs> at that $10 tier, then we really appreciate it. <laughs> but if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we used to be on YouTube. And so whenever uh, my YouTube guy gets around to uh, putting in some work, we'll let you know when that's back up so, and running. And so <laughs> busy voting. And you guys are hiring. <laughs> oh, and we're hiring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we are hiring. So um, if you guys are listening to this anytime, we are going to make a deadline. You'll see that on Facebook as well, too. So what was specifically what we're hiring for is a marketing person. So yeah, exactly. So if you know how to do graphic work or if you guys know how to do Facebook, which everybody does, and, or Instagram, we would like to hire you. So. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, quick, quick.